Hey guys, Dan and Moxie here. Just a quick word to say we're keeping all of these old UTS podcast episodes available to you, still free of charge, on all of our platforms. But be aware, now that we're independent, we are no longer the official podcast of Cheltenham Saracens Rugby Club. Also, all of our social media platforms will remain the same, but our SoundCloud page has a brand new address. You can find that at soundcloud.com forward slash the UTS podcast. Hey guys, before we get into the show, we want to give a mention to Alexandra of the Smile for Alex campaign. Alexandra is only 29 and works for Universal Uniform, who supply our fantastic new kits and has been re-diagnosed with primary sclerosing cholangitis, which is causing her liver to fail. We urge all of our listeners to head online to www.gofundme.com slash smile for Alex and you could read all about Alex's story and her condition and donate whatever you can. Alternatively, if you're not able to donate any money, you can find more of them on social media. They're on Twitter at smile underscore for, F-O-R, underscore Alex on Twitter. That's at smile underscore for underscore Alex on Twitter. They're on Facebook at facebook.com slash smileforalexuk. Share their posts, retweet, whatever you want to do, help them spread the word. Every little really does count. So yeah, go and support those guys. Massive shout out to her if she is listening, hopefully she is. But for now, enjoy the show. You are listening to UTS. The official podcast of Cheltenham Saracens RFC. Hey guys, how you all doing? Come in, sit down, put your headphones in, get comfortable, whatever you want to do. As the jingle says, you're listening to the UTS podcast. I'm your host, Dan Lodge. I'm a podcaster, I'm a student, uh, I'm a Krispy Kreme donut addict. Uh, you got to love the Nutella ones. Joining me is Mark Moxie Collier. Hello. And we're coming to you live, almost from our beloved Cherry Corner here at King George V. Before we get into it, let us remind you that this is a fully amateur podcast run by volunteers. Everyone you hear on the show has given up their spare time to come and get involved and enjoy themselves and help you waste an hour or an hour and a half or 45 minutes, however long it is, of your life. And we give this to you completely free on the first Friday of every single month. If you want to help support us, and we love any kind of support, any kind of help, we, we really appreciate it. We love it. We want you guys to get involved. We want you to enjoy what we give you. So if you want to support us on our, I suppose, our little podcast, uh, you can do so by suggesting us to your friends. You can uh, listen to our stuff on SoundCloud. You can listen to our stuff on iTunes. You can rate, review and subscribe. Tell us what you think because we can't make this better without your input. So tell us what you love. Tell us what you hate. Make it constructive. Uh, we, we can ask you for donations because, but by all means, if you want to come and give me and Mox free money for nothing, carry on. We're not going to stop you. But if you want to help, you can get in, get in touch with us. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Suggest us to your friends. Uh, share it on Facebook. Retweet it. Share it on Twitter. Send it in an email, text message, even word of mouth. That's fine too. Any way you can to, to spread the word, help us spread our message. So if you want to help, let your, pe- let your friends know whoever it may be. Also, if you or someone you know is an owner of a local business and you want to support the podcast, support the rugby club and this grassroots ethos, which is a big kind of feature in today's uh, episode, by all means, get in touch. 
support the podcast, advertise cheaply. Uh, you can get in touch with myself or Moxie at utspodcast.gmail.com. Make sure you set your header as advertising. October has been a pretty good month for the Saris as the first team responded to their loss at Old Richians pretty well. That was on the first of the month. You probably remember we discussed it in our last episode. We responded quite well by turning over Bart's Rugby, formerly Barton Hill, from Bristol on the 8th. Uh, we came out on the top on that on uh, 22-6. I think it's the first time this season they haven't actually scored a try in a match, so that's a massive, massive credit to our defence. We didn't have any games on the 15th as we had a bit of a... I'm not even sure how to describe it. It was a club bonding day. I'm not entirely sure if that's a, an accurate description. Uh, hillbillies kayaking down the River Y. Um, yeah, get a good mental image of that because it was absolute chaos. Don't know how long they stayed in the boat, so. Well, I, I've seen videos. I think they all, on average, lasted about three minutes. So, yeah. I mean, get get a good picture of that. I mean, rednecks on the River Y. That sounds like a Leslie Nielsen film. Anyway, ah, rambling. We also were in action on the 22nd. We were at Berry Hill away. Uh, we actually managed to come away with a winning effort, 24-7 scoreline on that, which is a massive, massive achievement because um, I think they actually did a double over us last year and the forest is not an easy place to go. On the 29th, Old Boys Day. We were set to play Cheltenham North and it, you know, just never happened. There was a bit of a bit of a confusion uh, as to what was going on, but it just just never happened. The North were unable to raise a side. They've got a lot of injuries. I think they had about 16,000 injuries uh, at some point. Slight exaggeration, obviously, but um, uh, unfortunately, they weren't able to raise a side. They've they've lost a point for it. They're now bottom of the league, which you know it is. It's not a good sign for Cheltenham Rugby when you've got that many injuries. You 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 can't really help it, really. The seconds also had a decent month, uh, starting with a loss to Stroud, followed by a 41-7 loss to what we were told was a very strong Chosen Hillside. Um, and to be to be fair, they are always a very strong outfit. It's never a dull moment when these two teams play. So, um, you know, not the result we wanted, but definitely uh, from what we've been told, we, we certainly can't fault the performance because I think everyone who pulled on this shirt that day gave 110%. Um, again... Club bonded day on the 15th, so there was no uh, game on then. But on the 22nd, they returned to league action and they... Uh, was it league action? Actually, I think it might have been a friendly. Tell a lie. Um, sorry for misleading all of our listeners there. On the 22nd, we faced Gordon League. We were set to face Coney Hill uh, in a league fixture. Unfortunately, Coney Hill pulled out unbelievably late. Uh, we ended up facing Gordon League and we won by a considerable amount. But shout out to Gordon League for actually fulfilling that fixture because I think it was like the actual morning of the of the match that we actually arranged that one. So, yeah, kudos to them for actually uh, stepping up to the plate and helping us out on that one. Well done, guys. Thanks very much for that, guys. If you're listening, uh, if you're not, if uh, any of our listeners do know anyone who plays for Gordon League, tell them to listen. Maybe that can be your one friend that you can suggest to... Um, any, anyone from any other clubs who do want to listen, feel free, get in touch, tell us what you think. Uh, we also faced Berry Hill. The seconds played Berry Hill last weekend. Uh, a lovely fun bus trip out, I think it was. Um, yeah, I think the less the less said about fun bus, the better, I think, actually. Uh, and we actually came away with a 52-10 win on that one. 
uh, again, which is never an easy, uh, never an easy place to go. Certainly not an easy place to pick up a win. Uh, but somehow they managed to come away with it. So happy days on that one. The thirds, unfortunately, were unable to field a side during the early stages of the month due to low numbers. They've not got a, a set manager. We have people who help out on the day, which is ace. Thanks very much for them. But we don't have a set manager. We've we've had a few injuries, a few unavailabilities. So we did struggle to, to get any team out of the early stages of the month we did manage to get a side out for old boys day which was happy days especially after the north cried off um gloucester old boys came down uh and the, the, the 13 picked up a 1914 win uh so yeah we came away with a little bit of something for old boys day and kind of on the uh, the spirit of welcoming our old boys back to the club club veteran wayne smudger smith made all the the uh, i think it's 400 mile trip from dundee uh, and we caught up with him a little bit uh, after the third-team game. Here's what he had to say. Absolutely knackered. Get stuck in at full-back and I'm on the forward now. I was going to say, you've played just about every position on the field. Oh, yeah, but the older you get, it sticks to the forwards now. Oh, how does it feel to be back? No, it's good, it's good. Just a nice little round, 400 mile round trip just for, for a, a game of rugby and a drink with my, all my old mates. But yeah, it's good. Enjoyed it. Cool. Cheers. Also, during the week, I caught up with Moxie to find out how the pups got on. On the 9th, we played away at Breeden. The Saris put the disappointment of Long Levens behind them to notch up seven tries in a 43 points to 24 win, again coming back twice from two tries down. Our tries on the day were scored by Kean, Joel, two from Alex and a hat-trick from Joe. Keen slotted four of those conversions. I wasn't able to make the game, but I've been told that all the boys contributed and played really well. On the 23rd, we travelled up to Newlands to take on Chatham Tigers, where we raced to a 21-0 lead after only eight minutes. All three of these tries were scored by Joe, and they are all converted by Keane. But as before, we couldn't hold on and ended up drawing 21-21, with the Tigers scoring seven minutes into... <clears throat> injury time. The highlights for me were seeing our backs running perfectly executed moves and great handling. The man of the match for this game was Charlie for his impenetrable defence. Uh, special mention also to Louis who came back from, from school in Marlborough to once again wear the Sarah's badge. Hopefully we'll see you again very soon. Thank you. On a 30th saw Thornbury visit King George V. The boys once again stepped up to the challenge, running out 24-0 winners. The Sarish tries were scored by Charlie, Alex and Keen with two. Keen converted two and came very close with the other two from near the touchline. Most pleasing was keeping Thornbury out and without big players such as Joe, Joel, Harvey, Aidan, Sam and Louis, who would all be missed from any team. This week was so difficult to pick a man of the match because every boy played their part. But it was decided that Kean and Charlie would take the award with a, a big mention for Alex, who was outstanding when he moved into the centre from the uh, from the back row. It was a great game to watch and great to have the, the momentum going into our next game, which is away against Stroud in the County Cup. Moving on to a bit of, bit of injury news. Um, the day after the... The last podcast went out. Uh, Aidan unfortunately broke his leg playing rugby at school. 
hopefully he should be back just after Christmas. Sam Morgan hasn't played or been able to train after dislocating his thumb. He should be available later in November. But we've got some uh, some good news though, as Adam was back playing and Harvey is able to train with us again after both after their time out with nasty injuries. The latest quiz on the 14th was a great success. The trophy went back to no F in clue. A big thank you to all that came and all those that donated. Over £350 was raised and will go towards the tour fund where we are hoping to take the lads to Holland. The evening, stroke morning, was topped off in true Saris fashion with a game of crisp Jenga. Thanks Buster and Coops. Some great results there amongst all the senior sides and the under 14s, so a pretty good October for the club there. Safe to say, probably not the greatest start, I think, with all, all sides not being able to pick up much of a result. But we've, we finished on a high and it's all about how you end, not about how you start. I mean, the Combination Cup's a massive example of that. 14-0 down in 10 minutes, came out on the winning side of that, so it's more about how you finish than how you start. Pete Lodge joined us on the podcast, local rugby legend. Uh, I don't think there's a single old head in Cheltenham Rugby that doesn't know who Pete Lodge is. He's been there and he's done it all. And he joins us on the podcast. He's no relation to me, I'd also like to add, because the amount of times I get asked that is just unbelievable. But yeah, Pete Lodge joins us in the Sherry Corner, underneath the Sherry Corner bell, to discuss his career in rugby. Some personal highlights and uh, experiences and what it was like coming up through the youth section of a grassroots rugby club to move on to a slightly bigger club in Cheltenham Tigers. And we also find out what a little bit of the future holds and what Lodgy Senior feels the uh, the future holds for the Saris. This is a good one. It's, It's one of my more fun episodes. I kind of threw the questions away a little bit at this and I was able to just kind of emerge myself into uh into just the pure enjoyment and that's what we like to think this podcast is all about so i enjoyed it moxie certainly enjoyed it hopefully you will uh this is our chat with pete lodge and we'll be back right after this i was probably a late starting rugby i didn't do millers juniors i was probably into it when i was say 13 14 at school um left school joined the civil service local club when i was 17 i think um, and yeah, so I was then sort of hooked on it from then on, really. Um, I mean, what, what age was that? Kind of? Yeah, 17, civil service, um, then 19, went to Cheltenham, um, played there for 25 years, I think, or something like that. I was going to say, we, will, we, will, get into the, uh, <laughs> we will get into the Cheltenham stuff yeah. a little bit later on. Uh, what position did you start? Have you always been a second row? Uh, in my youth, I was obviously younger and better looking, so I was in the back row. I played uh, blindside number six for years. Played number eight for a long time, and uh, eventually second row. It's, it's Legs falling apart. Slowly, slowly but surely, slowly heading my way into the pack. <laughs> <laughs> um, was there anyone when you were kind of growing up in you know seventeen, eighteen, just coming into rugby? Was there anyone that really inspired you? Um, I was really obviously you got to look at the All Blacks and even back then. So um, Buck Shelford, good number eight. And the England team back then weren't too bad either. And so, you know, the likes of sort of Teague and people like that over at Gloucester. Um, yeah, all, all sort of big legends, Loki, really. It was good. Um, what would you say was the best bit of advice you ever received when you were coming through the, uh, the youth system over at uh, Civil Service? Um, 
probably to enjoy rugby really um, back then it, it certainly wasn't you know it wasn't a serious thing so it was just to like get everyone involved no matter what your ability what your level just enjoy the game um, and certainly over the last few years you know 30 plus years you know you made, you made a lot of friends who rugby friends for life really that kind of real like grassroots feeling isn't it that kind of just just enjoy it it is it's going to places where perhaps you don't have a shower or you're all in one shower and you just get on with it you have a laugh cold showers you know cold baths I've had a lot Um, back in the the day yeah you you used to have a bath everyone poured into a bath and um, you wouldn't think about now would you but uh, all good fun I'm getting, I'm getting weird flashbacks to Norton, and all I can see is Russ Morrison. Norton, I remained with me for a long time in the, in that sort of interesting shower unit we went into. Yeah, that was lovely. I think it was like, was it like horse a horse box? box? Yeah, I think yeah, it was a horse yeah. box. Because <laughs> I, I keep getting mental images of, of just Russ Morrison just stark naked, doing the looking over the shoulder, but with the finger on his It's on not his a great lips. look, is it? No. It's, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Um, yeah, so get a good mental image of that, all the people <laughs> yeah. listening at home. But all good um, fun, you know, this, that grassroots rugby, and you can't beat it, you know, yeah. a, a mile away from the sort of the professional era now, but uh, yeah, good fun. Uh, is there any advice you'd give to younger players that may be listening, that are coming up? Or would it just be to kind of repeat? Well, exactly the same thing, really. I mean, certainly youngsters don't take it too seriously. There's plenty of time to have serious rugby. You just want to enjoy it at this stage. Um, Get to know all your mates around you, different positions. You know, eventually you will find a position. It might not be the one you started with, but um, just enjoy rugby, really. That's got to be the, uh, the priority, I think, for any, any young kids starting. Now, you, you mentioned there you, uh, you came up through youth rugby um, at civil service. Do you remember much about your senior debut? Um, at civil service, uh, to be honest, no, not really. No, I was a young kid. Um, Chuck Strength, the deep end, I think I was actually playing block, uh, open side. Um, under a lot of old senior boys who back then I thought were extremely old, but now they're sort of nothing compared to what I am here. Um, but looked after well by all the old boys. And um, I think all I do remember is uh, facing a fairly nasty drink afterwards for a debut, really. Back in the day when you had like a yard of ale and all sorts of stuff like that. Oh, actually, I, I remember mine. I, because I don't drink, uh, they were like, oh, get, it, get him something non-alcoholic. And I think I had like three pints of lemonade. And then like a half... That's hard like, to do. But like a half... Soda water. Yeah. I, I, I got yeah. that for a birthday as well. They were like, yeah. down it, it's lemonade. <laughs> and I just took one massive swig and I was like, this is not lemonade. It ain't going to happen. This is not uh, what I planned for. <coughs> like yeah. when, we had the, um, when we had our, our drinks... The worst ones were always the, the soda water and the tomato juice. Oh, it's, For some reason, it's the nice. alcohol drinks, the, the shots and the, the yeah. half pints were yeah. easy. Pint of soda water is horrendous. Tomato juice, horrible. That doesn't even sound fun. That That is just... Um, yeah, that does not sound fun. No. At all. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I think, I think mine was like three three pints of lemonade. And like once the bubbles hit me, I was... I was like, <laughs> yeah. And then, and then they were like, oh, no, we've got so. a special one for his debut. Yeah, and then they night, put night. like a... I think it was like a half pint of orange juice, but I had like pork scratchings and I think there was like Ugh. a pickled egg floated in the top of it. Yeah. And I'm trying Back to drink it. And like the, my stomach is just on fire because of the bubbles. Tries to drink, didn't it? And, <laughs> it? and it was just... Yeah, easier. Yeah. I, I would have been better off to just down a pint, yeah. I think. And I just remember my, my stomach <laughs> being on fire and then like trying to drink this orange juice and I can feel like the pork scratchings... Ah, uh, it was like it was like being sick, but in reverse. Yeah, that's it was, a horrible thought. Yeah, it was it was not fun. Um, uh, kind of moving on to your, your your time at Cheltenham a little bit. 
Um, do, you remember, do you remember your debut for Cheltenham? I do. Um, it was down in Bridgewater. Uh, again, I only got the call up because we played the combination midweek in the game in the days when that was a big game, and the, the guy Mike Steele got sent off in that game, uh, <laughs> and so I was on the bench Saturday. We ended up playing open side Saturday down at Bridgewater. Yeah, which is all good fun. Just thrown straight into it. Straight into it again. But a lot of old senior boys around me um, looked after me. I think I was nineteen, eighteen, nineteen, and it was yeah, it was an experience. But. Uh, Ended up playing fifty or sixty odd games that year when it was you know, Wednesday and Saturdays every every week. <laughs> so Wait, how, how did that Cheltenham move even come about? Um, I thought about it for a while, and I knew a couple of guys at Cheltenham uh, and Basie. Yeah, I the service were quite happy for me to move on. I, I enjoyed my time there, but uh, it was time to sort of you know test things really and, and see where you go from there. I mean, was it was it like a big step up in competition levels? It was a, it was a massive step up. Obviously, you know, it, the service you know sort of established itself by the time I was going, and um, it it wasn't really a challenge. But to go straight into you know sort of senior sort of more serious stuff, um, yeah, there was you know several people after your position, and um, you know every sort of training session was back in the day. It was a bit of a battle. It was good. I mean, I mean what level was civil service at at the time? Mm, I think, compared to Cheltenham, oh, uh, well, a mile away from Cheltenham. I yeah. think we're talking pre pre league, so they weren't on the league at all. Um, you know, Cheltenham weren't in the league, so you know, it was, they were nowhere near that level. Um, you know, it was reflected in the training and their approach to the game. And uh, but it, it, you know, that's what I enjoyed about the civil service. You know, it's it, it was good fun at the time. Uh, if you could name your toughest opponent, probably in in, in team, probably not like opposite. Um, like, was there any team you just absolutely it, hated playing, or they were like a bogey team? Or I mean, Cheltenham days. It, we every Wednesday was down in Wales somewhere, so I played a lot of Welsh teams, and um, you know you're always in for a battle down there, yeah. sort of down in Cardiff and Bridgend and places that you know it was full on battle. But uh, you know they they were good sociable boys off the pitch. I mean, we've seen it a lot actually. To be fair, a lot of the Welsh teams. Uh, like you, you get the Wizards of Wales come down for the sevens. You had the, I think, was it the Rocking Roosters? The first year, it's physical. And they were so strong. It's it's the you know yeah. Newport Saracens come down and just absolutely demolished us. Um, uh, South Wales Police played them. Uh, it was and Aberavon. I mean, it, they were they were awesome tough games. Mystag, which is on like a big slag eat down in Wales, which is a hard place to play. Um, and again, it was always either Wednesday or Friday night. It was always down in Wales, and it was always raining. Would that be like after work? So like you're yeah. already you know. <laughs> yeah. So you're straight off. You meet at the yeah. bus at five or some kick off half seven. Uh, back late, uh, hammered. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> it's a young person's game. I, I couldn't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that was, that was fun. Uh, that that's that was the kind of thing. That's normal. You know, yeah, that, that, that was it. Was that, back then, that was the way. It was, yeah, climbers to that, didn't you? Eventually. Um, if, if if you if you could name a dream opponent, which, which team would you really love to play? Um, I used to be a massive fan of Dean Richards, so I loved to have played him in his day um, when he was on fire for England. That would have been a good experience. We had a couple of good ding dong games when, when Teague was at Gloucester, played over at King's Home. Because again, it was sort of pre leagues where we used to play Gloucester home and away, first and second team. Um, so yeah, so I played, played all the Gloucester boys over there yeah, in front of the shed, which is always an experience. Oh, we'll just dish out a few names. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you could get a dustpan and brush to sweep up a couple of these names, that'd be great. <laughs> I think was, was was there was there one particular game you played in uh, Cheltenham in, in the cup? Did you, did you play in that? I played in um, yeah. So we went to Quinns in '96, and we got to round. I don't know what round it was, last 16 or something of whatever the cup was called back then. Um, so we had Quinns away, and that's when they had Keith Wood play and the people like that. And Carling was there. Um, 
and yeah, it was, we, like, well, we lost forty odd points, but it was yeah, good good weekend, good trip. It's one of those stories you you, you can easily kind of tell the like, grandkids and stuff, isn't it? Like, yeah, it was, oh, I played, yeah, you know. yeah. And again, it's you know, these guys you used to see on TV, but only you know, on off the pitch, just normal down to earth guys, ups. Uh, and rugby banter, really. You know, it doesn't matter what level you are, it's, it's still banter in rugby, which is that great. Was, that, was, that was the game that put Bucko on the map, wasn't it? Bucko made his name that day, yeah. Uh, and was sort of, I think, Quinn's actually offered him a contract that day. He must have been 18, maybe 19. I don't know. I think he was maybe even younger than that, wasn't he? he? I don't know, but he, he was, was a young kid. God, and he just uh, Gareth Llewellyn was playing for Quinn, so I think he put him on his ass a couple of times, which isn't a mean feat. <laughs> Big unit. Uh, now we, we kind of talk about that kind of back when there wasn't really a league. Uh, <clears throat> how much, um, or would you say, in your opinion, having played in kind of both eras, the kind of amateur and the professional, uh, have you seen like a, a massive change in the game over the years? Or, I mean, because you've, you've clearly adapted quite well to it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's been a massive change in the game. I mean, pre-leagues was great. Every game was, I suppose, technically a friendly, but they never really are. We went all over the country, so I suppose bringing the leagues in has sort of made it a little bit easier, regionalised a bit, because we were going to Vale, Loon, Fylde, Liverpool, down to Redruth, uh, Penzance, everywhere. Um, but I suppose the leagues, it's sort of bring, at the top level. I mean, it's it's made better players. You know, it's hopefully made a better English team. Um and yeah, the you know, I, I would never want to get away from the social side at all because that is the, you know, that's what rugby is all about too. But it's it sort of you know, fitness levels have gone up and standards have improved as well. I mean, would you say it's been like a positive change, or would do you think that at the time it was just change for the sake of change? I think that's, that's never always a good thing. Well, no, I agree. I think at the time everyone was a little bit dubious about it. I can't remember when leagues came in. It was probably in the mid nineties, maybe. I don't know. Um, but um, it was. Yeah, it, it sort of transformed the game, really. I think it, it's been a positive thing. It's definitely improved the standards, because it has to. Now, now we discussed, um, obviously, Cheltenham Tigers legend. Um, Not sure about that. I, I don't know. I've, I've heard from numerous people. <laughs> uh, you've been referred to as a Cheltenham Tigers legend. Um, uh, when, you, when you were at Cheltenham Tigers, what was your kind of perception, or what was Cheltenham Tigers' perception? Uh, when when Cheltenham Saracens kind of came around, especially given like the kind of history of old boys sharing, like like almost a ground or a club essentially with yeah, with um, it's interesting. One. I mean, I had a lot of good years at Cheltenham, but you know, I mean, you know, I wasn't the youngest when I left there, so it was time to move on. Saracens, I never even thought about coming to Saracens at all, but Martin Prosser, um, sort of. We've been coaching the, the Cheltenham 16s, 18s. They decided to come here one year, I think it was. Um, I sort of came along and was immediately sort of taken by the uh, the classic sort of approach to rugby and it, it's it's social sort of uh, ethics. And I loved the, the club and took to it straight away, really. I mean, that's that's certainly something we've always kind of tried to market as a traditional yeah. kind of rugby club. And I think no matter how far Saracens go, and you know, hopefully they will go up this year, you know, they should never forget what's at the heart of that club and why people like coming here and it's it's a it's a great social club they look after people um but yeah it's, it's some good teams as well i mean we've already said we're, we're never i don't think we'll, we'll ever be the best on the pitch but i think we've we, we've certainly nailed it kind of on the social side off the pitch absolutely so, you know you say um, that we've, we've come <laughs> so far yeah i mean without doubt i mean when you look i mean 
not even that long ago. I mean, it's got to be only, what, 10 years? Something like that. And we were getting turned over left, right and centre. Uh, and now we're, now we're running three teams. Um, I mean, not long ago we were running a fourths, which, you know, was ace. Um, I'm glad we're not anymore. Um, because I, I half the time it killed me running around. It's interesting how far they've come though, because uh, so from Cheltenham I went back to civil service where I coached and played, and we played Saracens in the league, Gloucester two I think they were at that point. You know I think they were close to folding, so from close to folding to running three or four teams and being probably one of the biggest local teams around. Yeah, you know they they turn it round and, and come into this new club house is has been a, a massive part of that I think. Because I think when we actually moved, I think it was. We were we were originally based in town. For those listening at home who don't know, we were we were based at the Saracens Club in town, um, and we then moved. Uh, we've now become permanent residents at the King George V, um, and yeah, it's been a bit of a dramatic turnaround. We were told uh, not to rely on bar takings alone because we would we would fold under <coughs> just the bar takings, and they were running three teams and an under fourteen. So they proved everyone wrong. Not that the under fourteens put a lot of uh, alcohol money over the bar. Not yet, but they would. <laughs> Dad's did. Give it a couple of weeks. So, uh, so yeah, it's 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 mad in the in the short turnaround in the short amount of time we've we've got. Uh, it's safe to say. It's just um, keeping that momentum going, it really. Yeah. Not to forget where you come from. I mean, Retain that sort of social approach. This year will be a strong a strong year for us, I think. Not looking I good, mean, isn't we, it? Yeah. We've put yeah. in a series of strong games. I think we've only lost one game this season, and that's two Richians. And to be fair, they they are they're a force. They're, they've got a, a formidable they are, they are weapon, so dominant. Yeah. I mean, we, I think I think we could have played like till the following Saturday, and we wouldn't have beat them. I think they breezed through last season, didn't they? Yeah, I didn't lose a game, I think. I can't I mean, tell you the truth. I might, I might actually. I, I might, think they uh, think they aced the league, and then I think they'll find their level at some stage, won't they? They might be another yeah. league level living in, but um, everyone finds their level at some point. I, yeah. I, I, th- I think they'll come up this year. I think Pro- probably automatically they've had a, they've had a massive start to the season. It's not just behind us; it'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. <coughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm still rooting for the playoff because I want that big day out like we had at the end of last season. Well, that'd be epic. It would be up there. Um, <laughs> and I, I think I did quite well because I, I travelled up on the bus to that. I know we're straying a little bit off the chat, but uh, I travelled up on the bus and then I was quite lucky that I jumped in the car with uh, who was it? Who was it? Gave me a lift back. I think it was Andy Nichols. Actually, gave me a lift back because he was coming back this way. And I was like, yeah, Mr. Fun Bus. <laughs> because I, I know what's going to happen on that fun bus. So oh, no. Shout out to Andy messy. if he's listening. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely messy. I mean, I... Uh, be more than just lemonade, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's safe to say. I don't think there was, I don't think there was a single soft drink on that bus, if no. honest. Um, I, I say that with a bit of surprise, but, you know... No. Yeah, yeah, you should expect that, really. But yeah, I'm hoping for a playoff game. Especially, I, I think I think it's Winscombe have come second in Somerset Premier for like the last three years, and they've lost every single playoff game. Well, it's an excuse for a trip down south, isn't it? Be good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I'm all for that. <laughs> Fun bus, just as long as I'm not coming back on it. <laughs> um, if you had known back in the day what life was like at Saracens, and I know it's probably a little different now to what it was back then do you think you would have stayed at Cheltenham all that long be honest I probably would have done to be honest yeah <laughs> uh, yeah I mean I, I had some really good times at Cheltenham I met a lot of good friends 
uh, I, you know, I'm, I, I don't regret coming here at all. It's like, re, you know, re, revigorated me. I think really got my love for rugby back. Um, but no, good, good times, Chelm. I mean, you came in and you were a, a, quite a regular face in the seconds and thirds. Did you ever want to play first team or was it just... Just here for the social. I yeah. initially I came here purely for the social, <laughs> purely <laughs> to play a bit of third team, and sort of got talked into playing seconds, which I hadn't anticipated at all. Um, and you know the legs are now not there, so it, it would always be third team. <laughs> First team now, far too young, far too many I, young I, people. I did wonder because there were <laughs> God knows how many times where I sat up here. Um, waiting to get a lift home and they're like every now and then uh, the first team would be missing the second row and they'd be like Pete Lodge can still do a job and I was like <laughs> fair enough if he, you know do you know what there was one week uh, where they were looking for a second row and I said yeah I'll play and then it found out I wasn't registered so I didn't play oh, fair but enough, there yeah. we go so um, it could if, if you were registered would you have played? I would have played, yeah. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't, you know, wouldn't let them down if, if they want a second round. Yeah, I'd slow the game down to my level, but I'd have played. I think I remember seeing you play when we played Cheltenham's, like, A team. Um, was that a cup? That was a friendly. That was, oh, okay. this is going back a couple of years, and I think it was you and Will Dove in the second oh, round. Oh, God, okay. Yeah. And it was just yeah. like, I mean, I, I, I'd have loved to have played that game. I mean, I mean, I remember playing in the thirds with you and Matt Babbage, and it was just—it took all the pressure off of me at lineout time. I could just—I could throw it down the touchline for all I cared, and, and Matt Babbage or you would just be like, "Yeah, ball one." Yeah, no, good I mean, and I, I shout out to Matt if he's listening. I don't know if he's—I don't know if he does listen. I don't even know if the pod—if he knows the podcast exists. Um, he's got a lot on his plate at the minute. With uh, I think he's a counsellor now, isn't he? I don't know. No, 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 no counselor Matt Babbage. I think mm. I, I've not. Rolls off the tongue nicely. Should yeah, be. it does actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, whenever I talk about him, and especially like when you used to partner him in the second row, it was like it was like having Mister <laughs> Tickle in the second row, and like lineups. I I didn't even need to aim. I was just like, yeah, just just like a, like a Pedro yeah, kind of one armed. Good old Peds. But like, but like, to be fair, Pedro like aims it. I didn't even have to aim it. I was just like, yeah, just just throw it. Because throw I, know, it I know Matt's going to win it. No one of us will catch it. We'll give it a go. Yeah. <laughs> and, and occasionally if it went over the top of Matt, I knew you were at the back to catch it anyway. So I mean, every time I saw that team sheet with me at Hooker and, and Pete and Matt at second row, I was like, yeah, happy days. <laughs> All i got to do is worry about the scrums now. Um, <laughs> And yeah, to be fair, I think that was the only thing I had going for me. Was like, no, it's actually well, like, good. Yeah. looking back at it. Yeah, very quiet during open play, but <laughs> line eights, I could throw those all day long, <laughs> or I could. It's been True hooker. Okay. I, I, good. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I, I make it sound like I still can. Uh, that's probably not the case uh, at all. Um, I think it's gone for about three years since I pulled on my shirt thinking yeah, about it. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> Just like riding a bike, you'll be fine, not a problem. Sirencester away, I think it was. And I went into a ruck really stupidly. I think I mentioned this in the last episode. Just trying to win the ball back and just got, I don't know whether it was like a knee or an elbow or something in the back of my head. Just lost all feeling in my hands and feet. And I'm just like sat there, just like, what do I do? And one of their... Actually, I, thought, I don't even know if he was a physio. I think it was a supporter ran on and he was like, just, you know, just kind of talking me through it. And then I've got Pedro coming over who was like coaching or managing the thirds. 
and I had like a holiday like the week after and he's just like oh don't worry mate because I was getting the ferry he's like oh don't worry you'll be fine cripples always get to go on early on the ferry <laughs> yeah. and I was like yeah thanks a yeah. lot mate that's every, every cloud yeah. yeah exactly yeah and I was just like that's that's not what I need to hear right now no, no, like no, help no, help me off. you know <laughs> <laughs> anyway yeah our tangent ramble <laughs> good um you mentioned that you came in with the under-17s. Yeah. Um, you're currently working with the under-14s as well. Yeah. Uh, is, is coaching something you're, you've got planned for the future, or is it just... Um, I really enjoyed it. She, I yeah. enjoy this level. I've coached uh, the civil service ladies team as well uh, for four or five years. That was that was good fun. Uh, done the 17s and 18s. The 14s is a, is a challenge sometimes. Um, but yeah, it's just, well, it's always a judge. Um, but no, there's some really good kids there, some and some talented kids there. We just got to bring them all through, really. It just improve everyone's uh, ability level, so everyone stays in rugby. That's got to be the plan. Bring them all through the senior rugby. Would you ever consider coaching at a higher level? Or just not at all. No, no, I have no coaching qualifications at all. So uh, played a bit. So I just go on what I've sort of learned from a variety of coaches over the years. Um, no, and, and sort of the way, the way I think we should be playing rugby, and you know the kids are hopefully buying into it as well. It's good. We've got some other good coaches down here. Uh, you, were, you were saying there, sorry, yeah. you were saying there, you've done, you've coached men, women, and and children. Yeah. What's been sort of your favourite? Probably got more enjoyment out of, uh, I suppose, coaching kids. Really, um, it's seeing someone who perhaps is not a natural on the rugby pitch and sort of coming through and improving I and mean, yeah I think every, every coach will get a bit of a buzz out of that seeing people you know um, progress uh, and you want the whole team to progress there's always going to be some kids who are better than others but you just want everyone to sort of be on the same level eventually so you can get you know what we're trying to yeah, yeah. And, and like kind of any kind of improvement yeah definitely yeah, yeah. you know the, uh, last year 13s and they're in the district there's probably half the team who never even played rugby so they, they've come on a long old way uh, and yeah, we've got lots of uh, you know improvement to do, but you know we've got a really good close knit bunch now. They all get on. They've all bought into what the ethos is of rugby. Hopefully they'll stay here. They'll play senior rugby down at the Saracens in years to come, um, and uh, be the next crop of first teamers maybe. Yeah. I mean that's. I mean one thing we we we. I think was it episode two? George came on. Yeah. I mean, I, I, my life's a blur, so I can't remember anything. Uh, um, I, I, I'm terrible. At this like Jonathan Ross, in was me interviews. But I, I, I think uh, George was saying actually, like there was half, half the team that when the under twelves made their debut had actually never played rugby before. Yeah, that's true. And yeah. They, they came. Was yeah. it like a seventeen nil? Win, was no, it? we played Huckle Cup. No, what, what it was, we, we scored after seven seconds. That's what. <laughs> yeah, Harley went over after seven seconds. Because um, yeah. didn't, they, didn't they score really early last week as well? Yeah, straight from the kickoff. Yeah, right from the kickoff. We'll, we'll, yeah. men, we'll yeah. mention that during, <laughs> during definitely our, mention our introduction. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but how uh, we well, we got, we got the shout out in there, didn't we? So. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Um, now. For those of you who might not know, uh, we recently actually held uh, a little bit of a testimonial. I think you had a joint testimonial with Mark Harris. Yeah. Um, another kind of grassroots rugby legend, Cheltenham yeah. legend. Yeah, top bloke. Uh, Cheltenham Saracens legend as well, actually. He's, he's been there, done that. Um, how does it feel to be retired? Well, it, it was never actually going to be my official retirement game. It was Mark Harris's retirement game. I'm, I'm going to play the odd Vets game this year. I'm just going to play less, really. 
Um, I have to say, I haven't missed waking up Sunday morning and um, well, and being able to move. It's quite good. You know, I can actually get out of bed now on a Sunday morning, so I don't mind that. Um, I haven't really missed playing every week, to be completely honest. Uh, I'm still, you know, rugby's been a massive part of my life for 30 plus years, and it always will be. Um, just now enjoying the coaching and watching a bit of rugby as well. I was going to say, is that like a, you know, was that a complete retirement, or were you? It wasn't. It, it was a. If it was ever, if it was ever going to be a retirement game, that would be the one because everyone I wanted to be there was there. There was a lot of. I had probably about a squad of forty guys down here. A lot of old boys from Cheltenham, and um, yeah, it was. If you're ever going to get all those people together for one game, that would be the game. <laughs> it was good fun. I thought it was good. I mean, unfortunately, I wasn't there. Cause, <laughs> there was something I don't think I was in Cheltenham at the time, which really annoyed me actually. Um, I have a feeling I was in Bristol for something, but I can't quite remember. But I know I wasn't in Cheltenham. No, again, it was, again, it was my a good life's day. a blur, and it, it really annoyed me when I wasn't there. <laughs> but um, actually, I did see pictures. Was it was it you or was it Mark that got tackled? Um, I got tackled by the referee, which yeah, in my thirty plus years of rugby, I've never been tackled by a referee before. So Phil Waters, a really good mate of mine doing really well referring now yeah so I was running for the line and uh, he splattered me basically <laughs> that was that but um, actually yeah he is actually a really good fella because he donated a load of his stuff from the was it the under 21's World Cup this year yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. No. this year oh, no, the 20's was, World Cup and 20's he, he don't own the 20's yeah because yeah. it was the under 21's now it's the 20's isn't it and he actually do, uh, donated the World Cup winning shirt yeah he donated the England England he did yeah. Yeah. World yeah. Cup winning shirt yeah I think he donated a load of his yeah. referee stuff as well. Yeah. And then Mac, Mac Kelly bought it. and he, it, That's all I heard there for the rest of the night. was like, I can't believe I bought a referee shirt. I hate referees. <laughs> and I was just like, well, it's for charity. Just keep yeah. thinking that. Yeah. And the only reason he didn't buy anything was to squirt. Outbid him on just about everything. So uh, Jimmy, and uh, yeah, just everything Matt Kelly bid on Squirt was just like, oh, you know, ten, <laughs> yeah. ten quid more. None of that, yeah, I bid of that. Yeah. And I think half the time uh, Matt was just like, oh, I'm not bidding any higher than that, just to try and call his bluff, and then <laughs> then he ends up paying like four hundred and eighty quid for like two shirts or something oh, ridiculous, okay. something like yeah. that. But, but um, you're, you're saying about the, the vets. Um, we have got one, one definite game going to Dal. It's uh, on the 7th of January, away at Dursley. I've just heard it's my birthday. It might be someone's birthday, I know, as well that day, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's I like the way you've properly thrown him under the bus there. Yeah, yeah, and you put it out there, this is now live, and uh, you're in trouble on the 7th of January. <laughs> I've already got a hamstring injury, don't worry. <laughs> that won't be enough. <laughs> So like you can run the water on and off like yeah, you do absolutely. with the vets. Yeah. But we got some we got some good um, good vets games coming up apparently. Um, we've got one in Essex. One Essex, in, I think. Yeah. yeah. So it should be fun. Yeah. And one did he say in Portsmouth? I think one down south. Yeah, I'm quite sure. Portsmouth, <laughs> Plymouth. Yeah. These these are definitely fun bus journeys, aren't they? Yeah. Well, yeah. Stay I, over, I, I hope so. Yeah. I think got to got to enjoy that. Definitely. Jesus, yeah. I, I wouldn't want to be driving that bus. <laughs> Can you imagine? My own could be a bit grim. Good God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Right, I suppose it is time to uh, crack on with our quick fire questions. Okay, you'll love this. I don't know if you've heard of the podcast. I before, haven't. No, no, fantastic. not at all. No. So I'm going to hand over to Mox. Um, he is the, I suppose, quick no, quick fire. The quick fire. Very quick fire. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Right, he's, he's quick, basically choosing option. Okay. Quick fire okay. questions, master. Ready? I suppose yeah. you could call him. Right. Four by four or sports car. Four by four. Red or brown sauce. Brown. North or south. South. Bacon or sausage? Sausage. Football World Cup 
or Olympics? Olympics. I'm not surprised you said that because you're a gooner, aren't you? <laughs> I am. Yeah, Wally. Spurs idiot. <laughs> um, this is another one. Um, would you rather, if you're obviously still playing, win the league outright or go up through a playoff? Win it outright. As in, well, win every game you mean? Well, well just win the Yeah, league. yeah, I, yeah. I, I think nothing be- beats finishing top. Yeah. Getting through a playoff, fine, yeah, but uh, I'd rather win the league. Yeah, some guys would rather have maybe a day out. Oh, you win the league fans. and then go on the <laughs> after that. I mean, that's not a problem, that's fine. So, uh, but I reckon win the league, yeah. You'd always do that, yeah. yeah. Right, okay. Um, you've got one go in a time machine. Okay. Where and when would you go? Oh, blimey. Oh, that's a toughie. Uh, I would go... Probably back to... Um... Oh, my God. Back to the 60s. Yeah. Any specific part of the time? No, I, Edwin, I was born in the 60s, but I don't remember the 60s, obviously, so I'd love to be in there. I've seen you dance, so you'd fit in well in the 60s. Yeah, with the, you know, the Beatles era and all that. I'd love to have been around for all that. I mean, quite a laugh, yeah. Right, OK. Um, knowing the size of your hands, I've got to ask this question. I wasn't going to, but I'm going to ask it anyway. <laughs> right, would you rather have toes as fingers... Or fingers as toes. First, that's the most random question I've ever been asked in my life. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> toes as fingers, fingers toes. Um, toes as fingers. Why not? Yeah. I think he's the only one who say toes as yeah. fingers. Is there any reason why? Not really, no. I mean, my fingers aren't the best because they've been sort of smashed up over the years. In fact, my toes aren't much better either, really. <laughs> but um, it'd be, a, be interesting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fair enough. Okay. Um, right, the last one then. Apart from obviously Sweet Caroline, what's your song, your song of choice at karaoke? Oh, now that is not an easy answer because I, I do like a bit of karaoke. Um, Sweet Caroline is a bit of a classic, isn't it? Um, can't beat a bit of ABBA, really. Got to be done. Oh my word! <laughs> any, any specific... ABBA-loving Arsenal fan, I can't believe it. <laughs> bit of dancing queen, Mox. Got to be done. Oh, I don't think. It. That's the last thing I expected from a forward. <laughs> from a back, certainly. <laughs> Not from a forward. Cool. Sweet. Excellent. Um, one final question. Yep. You've played at so many levels. Yep. Uh, obviously, with, with Cheltenham Tigers, with Civil Service, now you're here and you're playing, or you were playing for the seconds and thirds. Yep. What do you think the future holds for Cheltenham Services RFC? I think as long as they f- don't forget where they come from. Uh, keep that social side, which is the heart and soul of the club, and keep attracting young players, which, you know, half that first-team squad is pretty young at the moment. Keep them all together. It's got to be a rosy. Um, going up, yes, I think they can do that. Do they want to go up too far? Probably not, because that brings its own problems. But, yeah, there's at least one more league in that team, yeah, I reckon. And, and uh, this year, you know, there's no reason why they can't go up this year. Future's good for Saracens. Actually, Future's I'm, all blue I'm and yellow. Thro- for I'm throwing this question out there. I didn't actually plan to ask it, but I am going to. When we played Cheltenham Tigers in the Combination Cup, which way were your loyalties going then? Ooh. Um, well, I'm currently a Saracen, aren't I? So I suppose I'll go Saracens. Yeah, I'm, you know, my heart's in Cheltenham for a number of years, but I'm not a Cheltenham player anymore. Fair enough. Uh, anything, anything else you want to add? Are you on Twitter or social media? Or I do Facebook. I don't tweet. I'm not on Instagram. <laughs> don't understand tweeting. Don't know. Never tried it. Uh, it's good 
So big Facebook, yeah. So I like all that social side. Um, it's all good, yeah, yeah. But uh, I will always remain in rugby in some shape or form. So in my heart and soul, it's good. Cool. Anyone you want to give a shout out to, or everyone who knows me. <laughs> I like that. It doesn't have to name anyone. Exactly. <laughs> Too many to name. Awesome. Well, cheers for joining us. Thanks so much, mate. Thank, Thank you. Very much. Cheers. A great chance to sit down and chat with a true legend of the grassroots game, Pete Lodge. As I mentioned before, no relation to me. Please stop asking. I really do enjoy these episodes, actually, where we get to look back on people's careers and hear their experiences both on and off the field. It's great to have a chance to give these players a platform to share their tales as well. So we get something out of it, they get something out of it, you get something out of it, everybody's a winner. Loved it. Really loved it. But now to take a look at what November holds for the Saris. Tomorrow, November 5th, we travel to St Mary's Old Boys in Gloucester Premier Action in what should be a great encounter. There, I don't think there's ever been a boring game between these two teams. Even a couple of years ago when we drew 25 each, that was a fantastically entertaining game. We should also mention, actually, that we're handing over the money from the Charity Sevens oh. in July. Uh, we raised a massive £3,000. Thank you to everybody who donated unbelievable achievement to uh, not only break last year's record again we've beaten the record uh, set the previous year every single tournament we've had which is fantastic but to actually say we've raised three thousand pounds in a day is just phenomenal uh, i never expected that much uh, i just wanted to beat the two thousand that we raised before so once again thank you to absolutely everybody who took part whether you played whether you you know, whether you bought a beer, whether you bought a burger, whether you bid stupid money for a shirt. Um, thank you, everyone who's, who supported Day Day. It was incredible, really incredible. And we'll be handing that over tomorrow, but uh, I think after the game uh, at Trench Lane, probably the most fitting place to hand it over as well, at, uh, at St. Mary's. Uh, hopefully, Leo will be there. I don't know if he will be. Hopefully, his parents will be there if he isn't, and we'll be able to hand over the money and say... Best of luck. Fingers crossed for the future. Amazing he, effort, guys. Yeah. Thank, thanks again. I mean, I, I can't say it enough. Um, I really appreciate the, the fact that everyone took time out from their schedules to come down uh, and not just enjoy the day, but just help us raise some fantastic money for charity. So, uh, so yeah. Thank you. I think, I'm, I think I'm now all thanked out, so carry on i suppose we'll also return to action there's no games on the 12th for all three sides uh the 12th is once again a completely free weekend for everyone so i imagine they'll probably do some kind of mad another bonding day um not on the river why because i'm pretty sure everyone would freeze to death in these temperatures as christmas is just around the corner we do return to action on november 19th though where we'll see the battle of the csrfc's as we travel down south again to Chipping Sodbury. Now, they're a team that are usually very solid at home, so that will be an incredibly entertaining game if you do travel down with us. And we close the month out on the 26th as the first team play host to Frampton Cottrell. That'll be an entertaining game as well. We can guarantee that. They're, they've always bring a lot to a table. So, uh, I mean, last year, last year especially, they, uh, they were no easy feat. I mean, we came away with the win, don't get me wrong, but... We were made to work for every single point of it. The seconds will be also in action as they continue their campaign tomorrow and they host Lydney Seconds. I think we did actually put a tweet out today that we've got the brand new refurbished balcony with 
fake grass and all sorts going on up there. So uh, feel free to come down, support the seconds, have a beer. Tell us what you think of the new balcony. Thanks to Jimmy Mack for putting that in. Um, yeah, so come down, support the seconds against Lydney seconds, which will be a really good game. Uh, probably a very physical one. Hopefully as well, if the, if the conditions stay as they have done all week, relatively dry. Hopefully it'll be a good day for running rugby as well. As we mentioned before, no game on the 12th, but they do return to action on the 19th. They host Matson Seconds, which would be an interesting one. Um, I don't know how entertaining it'll be, but it'll certainly be an interesting game. Matson are a very good side. They're a very well-drilled club. So hopefully the Seconds might be able to come away with the win on that one. Could go either way. It's hard to tell. We also finish the action for the seconds on November 26th with a little trip away to Newant. We are, we're visiting the old rival again, which should be a good one. You don't want to miss that one because I reckon that'll be, that'll be a very physical game. Newant are a very good side, very well drilled, very organised. It'll take a lot to beat them, especially at their own park. So if you're a, if you're a lover of the underdog, you want to get down to that one. The thirds will also be taken to the field, hopefully as they travel to Dursley tomorrow. As we mentioned before, no game on the 12th, but they return to action on the 19th, hosting Stowe seconds, and then make a short trip to Gordon League at the very end of the month. Shout out again to them for fulfilling the second team fixture the other week. So again, that one I think could be a good one to watch if you've got nothing to do on a Saturday afternoon. Hopefully the weather holds up. Go and have yourself a beer, travel down to Gloucester. Check that one out, definitely. The under-14s are also in action. I will be handing over to Moxie now, who has the details. The fixtures for November. As I said, on the 6th we travel to Stroud for round two of our County Cup pool matches. We haven't played them before, so we know absolutely nothing about them. Then we have to wait until January the 8th to play our last group game. That's at home to Stowe. Back to this month, and on the 13th, the boys are away to Eversham. Following that, on the 20th, there'll be a training session before we go over to Long Levens on the 27th and try and gain revenge for our County Cup loss. That's it for this month's Youth, youth Update. Tune in next time where we'll do it all again in, in December. Up the Cyrus Paps. So that's another month under our belts. Once again, a massive thanks to Pete for coming on. Also a big thanks to Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com for the use of the background music Motherload, which we use under our Creative Commons Law 3.0. If you enjoyed this episode, you can find more shows on SoundCloud at SoundCloud.com slash Or if you're an iTunes user, search UTS Podcast or Cheltenham Saracens RFC on there. Find a show, find a few shows rate, review and subscribe. Go listen to those, check them out, they're all free and don't forget of course to rate, review and subscribe. Tell us what you love, tell us what you hate, we love to hear your feedback. So from myself and Moxie, I think that's another month down. Happy days, I enjoyed it. We'll see you back here at the start of December so we'll catch you then. Thanks very much for listening. Up the Saris. Up the Saris pups. <laughs>